Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night Joe on the Distraction Pieces Network. I am your host. I'm a host, I suppose, Jim Smallman. Um, I've had a good few days. Uh, I've got a busy week this week, so um, I'd love to have been able to do a full roundtable edition uh, regarding the WWE United Kingdom Championship tournament this weekend. Um, and obviously that happened, and we had a progress show in Birmingham that had a few little surprises on. Um, so I've decided to do a little Q&A, because I'm, uh, I'm a busy boy this week, so I'm going to do a little Q&A with various things that you guys have tweeted to me. Uh, answer some questions, be as candid as I can. Obviously, I tend to avoid questions that tend to be a bit um, daft, shall we say, or uh, a little bit too insidery, but I'll be fairly honest with you, because um, I know there's a fair few questions that have been thrown up. Um, just a warning, there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament yet, um, first of all, why haven't you? If you're a wrestling fan, whether you're from the United Kingdom, you're from the States, you're from Japan, you need to watch it, because it is phenomenally good uh it's on the wwe network now i would recommend you watch it there'll also be spoilers for the progress show in birmingham where we had a few surprises so if you want to remain surprised then maybe wait until it's on demand dash progress probably this coming weekend let's say by sunday so you know just be aware there will be spoilers this is your final warning regarding spoilers um if you want to get in touch with me at Jim Smallman on Twitter. Use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, my website is jimsmallman.com. Progress Wrestling's website is progresswrestling.com. And then demand-progress.com to watch all of our shows. Uh, for I forget what the exchange rate is now, but somewhere around £5 a month. Uh, you can watch uh, all 41 of our chapters by this weekend. And um, all of our Endeavour shows and various other things. So phew, totally worth doing. If you like wrestling, I reckon. I am biased. My company. Um, so anyway, um, I put a little shout out for questions earlier on. I've been all over the place. Um, just to fill you in on a few little things that have happened, um, I happened to be in Blackpool on the first day of the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament um, as a guest of WWE, uh, myself and, and John Briley. Um, uh, my other uh, business partner, Glenn Joseph, was there yesterday. Um that's super cool of WWE. Uh, among many super cool things WWE have done for us this weekend. More on that in a bit. Um, so we were invited up there. And then um, we were right at the beginning of the first round tournament match between Wolfgang, um, who I'm hugely impressed with, and uh, Tyson T-Bone, who already know uh, and already think is absolutely wonderful. Um, they showed me and John in the crowd. Um, uh, I was wearing a suit. Uh People freaked out at me wearing a suit. I tweeted a picture of me right before the tournament, um, explaining something that funny that happened. So I was walking around the Empress Ballroom, where I've been before, weirdly. Um, my dad, when I was a kid, my dad was uh, a shop fitter and his own company. And he built the... Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a sort of additional balcony in the Empress Ballroom that is uh, slightly new, well, a lot newer than the rest of the fixtures and fittings in there. And my dad's company at the time built that. So I've been in there when I was a kid, spent a lot of time in Blackpool uh, in my youth, uh, mainly uh, playing wrestling-related video games on North Pier with a bag of 20p's my dad had given me while he was doing some work. Um, So I've been there a lot. I've been there for NXT uh, December 2015. Uh, Genuinely one of the best atmospheres I've ever experienced, uh, uh, a wrestling show, progress or otherwise. 
Um, so I've been there before and I know where to wander around. I was wandering around um, and I saw a guy who was wearing a progress hat, a progress scarf and a progress t-shirt. I walked past him wearing a suit. Now, it seems I broke the internet with just a picture of me in a suit because it's it's unusual, apparently. Um, I am a 38-year-old man with two children. I'm, I do. I own four suits, um, just to let you into a secret. I own shoes and everything. I, I, I know you're probably used to seeing me in a snapback with my, my tattoos out and everything, but I sometimes have to be professional and, and you know, um, being invited to a WWE show and being allowed to be backstage in, at various points and stuff like that means... That you know, I should be smartly dressed. So I was smartly dressed. It's the, the professional thing to do. Uh, I was even wearing shoes. I tweeted a picture of those. Um, but I walked past this dude, and if it is you, then please let me know. But I walked past this dude, head to toe in progress merch, nodded at him, and he just stared right through me. Didn't recognize me at all, and it made me realize how utterly different I look when I choose to dress as a grown up rather than the sixteen year old I've been dressing as for the last twenty two years. Um, if you were there in Blackpool for either of the two days, I'm sure you really, really enjoyed yourself. Um, uh, I was obviously then in Birmingham. So surprise number one was me and John being put on camera, um, which WWE asked us to do. Um, and if you think about it, think about how amazing that is. So two promoters, and it would have been great if it was the three of us, um, but, but Glenn was performing on, on Saturday night, so he couldn't be there. But two promoters of a wrestling company uh, that's based in London and runs in England are put on camera uh, during a WWE live broadcast. Uh, and, you know, proper shout-out given to us and everything. And, and, and that is it's crazy. And then when you realise that, <clears throat> you know, at the time, we obviously couldn't see the commentary, and then you watch it back and realise that Nigel McGuinness and, and Michael Cole are talking about our little company and, and all the highlight packages are using footage from our company and it's all being credited properly and everything. It, it, the way WWE treated us um, that day and indeed treated, treated Glenn on, on Sunday is is awesome and we're super grateful. Um, you know, I'm a very positive wrestling fan and wrestling promoter and I love all wrestling. Whenever I'm lucky enough to be invited to go and watch a wrestling show, it's tremendous. But WWE went above and beyond and treated us really cool. Um, and then, uh, and again, massive spoilers, um, because our show, our first show in Birmingham, um, happened to clash with this huge show in Blackpool and it meant that we were missing, um, quite a lot of talent, including Pete Dunne, who's our champion, uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, who are our tag team champions. Mark Andrews is one of our, um, uh, one of our most popular wrestlers, uh, uh, Roy Johnson, who's also one of our most popular wrestlers, guys that we use sometimes, like uh, and, and hope to use more in the future, like James Drake and, and Tyson T-Bone and, and, and so on. Um, it, 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 WWE kind of did something to, to help us out. And that is, they, um, they loaned us Finn Balor uh, to come out and play musical chairs with me. I'll explain a little bit more about that I came about in a second, because it's quite cool. Um, and they also loaned us uh, Tommy End, who at the minute is still called Tommy End. He, he wrestled on day two of uh, the, the championship tournament uh, in Blackpool. So he came and wrestled for us, wrestled Jimmy Havoc. And then he got in a car with Finn Balor and went up the M6. Uh, people thought they flew in a helicopter. They didn't. They went in a car. Um, uh, and went on the M6. And uh, he wrestled Neville in a great matchup there. So... Um, First of all, thanks to WWE for, for doing that. It's an awesome thing that they didn't have to do, and they did it 
to be nice because whenever people are going, and I've brought this up on the podcast a few times, people are going, oh, WWE are killing the indies. Well, we certainly don't have an issue with them. Uh, they are only ever being polite for us. You know, William Regal's appeared at one of our shows. Um, you know, didn't have to. He could have just hidden in the corner. They were cool enough to let him come out on the show. I, You know, they are, they've been super cool with us. And lending us Finn Balor, lending us uh, Tommy End, um, was a really cool thing for them to do because our shows clashed. And, and you know, big shout out. I, I, I mentioned this at the show in Birmingham. It, huge credit to them for doing that. It's a really, really classy thing to do. Um, and, you know, just a, an amazing thing for them to do if you think about it. Um, the, the world of wrestling in 2017 is, is very different to what it was 5, 10, 15 years ago. And WWE being cool with us and acknowledging us is, is awesome. And not just for the businessman in me, but the fan in me, it, I just mark out for this stuff. You know, Finn Balor's a friend and Tommy Enns a friend, but it's amazing to get to see them again. Amazing to, to have them at our shows when, you know, Finn Balor is already absolutely massive and Tommy End will be absolutely massive in WWE. So, and it was super cool to get to see two of my mates again. Um, the Finn Balor musical chairs thing happened um, because uh, Mr. Balor wanted to do something memorable and not just come out and go, hello, I was here, and mention the company. He wanted to do something fun, and I think we had fun with it. Um, there's a video of it that's up on Progress's Facebook page, and it's up on our YouTube channel. If you want to see some uh, highlights of uh, Finn Balor uh, playing musical chairs with four lucky fans in a Progress wrestling ring while I, um, I sort of commentate and referee um, but just that moment of of me uh, my leading lines of Finn Balor's music was me saying we've got loads of friends at WWE and his music hitting and then people kind of recognizing the music and then being completely disbelieving until he was right at the front of the stage and the, the pop was tremendous likewise the pop for, for Tommy when he came out and and answered uh, sort of Jimmy's uh, friendly open challenge so um, super great and what was even better was these are guys who are universally respected. Finn Balor and Tommy End, really well respected. You know, Finn Balor only wrestled twice for us, but they're two of the most memorable matches we've ever had. Tommy End was with us for a long time. And seeing them, even though they sort of had to leave after the first half of the show, seeing them t- still take time to give advice and watch other guys and, and you know, try and pass on their knowledge is awesome. Um, you know, these are two guys who are not divas. These are two guys who are super dudes to be around and you know uh, I, I I could not be more pleased with how it went um, but it was it was hard keeping the secrets because I've known about him for a couple of weeks so you know if you were there I hope you enjoyed it if you're going to watch it back I hope you enjoy that um, and you know if you've got to this point and you're now going to complain about spoilers when I told you about spoilers then you know have a word with yourself <clears throat> okay right let's answer some questions because it's Half past nine on Monday night, and I'm not going to lie to you, I barely slept for about a week. Okay, Phil Jones. Hello, Phil Jones. I'm led to believe probably not the one who plays uh, allegedly as a centre-back for Manchester United. Will you be introducing a musical chair division and title to progress? Well, Tom, who won the musical chairs, um, we did give him his chair. I don't know if he if he just took it or left it there. I mean, I'm fine with him if he took it home, uh, but if he wants to defend it, uh, I'd like him to defend it under 24-7 rules. So if you know Tom and you see him out anywhere, just throw down and challenge him to a game of musical chairs. And then if you win, let me know. At Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Jewel. Um, <clears throat> uh, Martin Bentley. Um, 
uh, who I'm 90% certain, you, you, hang on, Martin, you were part of this. You were part of the musical chairs, Martin. You were one of the contestants, and I believe the first one, uh, the first one eliminated. Um, so Martin asked uh, asked the question. Sorry, I've just lost it on my Twitter feed. Bear with me a second. Um, any residuals due for taking part in the game of musical chairs? None for you, mate. Um, and we did use uh, WWE music um, uh, to do the uh, to do the uh, prancing around the chairs too. So I think we're probably good. Um, Joshua Bryant. What did it feel like to have progress shown off with not only the great talent but all of the footage? Well. This is the thing. We could do that thing where we go, oh, those guys are our guys. But everyone who works for us, they work for every other British independent wrestling promotion as well. And so we can't take credit for this stuff. We can't. It's awesome to see people who work for us and people we admire wrestling on that stage. And I'm proud of everybody. I said this in Birmingham yesterday. I'm proud of all 16 guys in that. And all the guys who, who, because they they have more guys there than they actually needed, just in case. I'm proud of all of them as well, um, because they've been given that chance and they all took it really, really well. You know, it's hard. I've I've been doing stand up for eleven years. I've never done live television, right? These are guys who, you know, in some cases like Roy Johnson. Roy, you know, Roy's not been a wrestler for that long, and he's getting to do live television. That's it's a wonderful experience for everybody. I'm proud of everybody and pleased for everybody. Not just with my progress hat on, with my I love wrestling and I love British wrestling hat on. I'm proud of everybody. <clears throat> but seeing our footage used for the guys who wrestle for us is it's weird. Like just the the, the very idea that our our little shows are featured in, in that environment. And, and you know, we looked at the stats on our website and the big spikes on our website from people coming to check us out. We've had people messaging us all day going, oh, I didn't know who Progress were, um, but I watched the UK tournament and it was great and you were mentioned a lot. So I thought I'd come and look you up. And thanks. You know, again, it's something that WWE didn't have to do. You know, the the, the times have changed in, in, in wrestling and they did that. They put us over and ICW and OTT and other companies and it's put attention on us all and we should be grateful for that. And I am super grateful. Um, Alan Boone, um, what what one non-progress guy impressed you most from the uh, WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament? Um, He has been a progress guy in the past, but... um, uh, Danny Birch um, wrestled for us as, as Martin Stone, but but I thought Danny Birch. He's he's. I was talking to him and he's lost a lot of weight and he's. I, I've been keeping up with. Him. He's a nice guy and I've been keeping up with him mainly in gift form because um, he hasn't worked for us for a couple of years. I don't think and 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 his his he's always been really good. He's been around a long time. He's always been really good, really really solid, but he's just hit a really cool streak at the minute, um, and you know he's someone who I, I'm. Everyone in the tournament, I'm open to progress using because I, I thought they were all great, um, and hopefully we can work with with some of them in the future. It doesn't always work out, you know. Sometimes there's dates, and sometimes people have to fit in with our plans and stuff like that. But um, I, I thought uh, uh, Danny Birch was was great in the the sort of short amount of time we saw him in in his match. His opponent, Jordan Devlin, I thought was great. Uh, I thought Tucker, who uh, Tyler Bate beat in the in the first match on on day one. Um, which is a stupendous match. Um, I thought he was great, and he was someone who wasn't massively on my radar previously. Um, well, he is now because he was he was fantastic. Um, 
but I just think you know uh, someone like Dan Maloney, who I've seen before, uh, HC Dyer, I've, I've seen before at Southside. They've all you know really stepped up, and you know it, it's hard for me to to pick one person that I that I could just go oh because like you know Wolfgang's brilliant. I knew Wolfgang was brilliant. It was great getting to see him live myself and have a bit of a chat with him. And um, uh, yeah, he did, everyone impressed me. No one looked out of place. No one felt like a weak link. And I think that's that's a really, really positive thing, I think. Okay, next question. <clears throat> Anthony Russell. Surely this podcast is just an hour of you laughing and occasionally saying, wrestling's wonderful, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. Um, I mean, it is. And we've had, you know, Progress have had a good show and the, the UK tournament is, is just, it's it feels like it's really helped British wrestling and we were already doing great. But doesn't mean you can take your eye off the ball. You know, next progress show, January the 29th, has got to be awesome. Um, and, you know, we, we wait to see what happens with the WWE UK stuff. You know, is it going to become a TV program? From my point of view as a fan, I hope it is. Really hope it is. Um, but, but yeah, I can't just sit here and, and bask in the glory. I mean, there, there was a, about 10 minutes after I'd, me and John had been on camera on, on Saturday night where um, I, I enjoyed the completely surreal nature of the life that I now lead. Um, but no, in the main, um, it, it's it's back to work today. That's how it's been to me. I've, I've spent eight hours in my car today driving to London and doing voiceover. So, you know. Uh, Paul says, uh, that WWE UK Championship thing, it was really good, wasn't it? Yes, it was, Paul. Um, I mean, genuinely, you know this is a positive podcast. I'm never going to come on here and bash stuff. I, I don't believe in doing that. But it really was good. And I expected it to be good. I it, I, I always thought it was going to be good. Genuinely. I, I, there was never any doubt in my mind that it was going to be good. It's the fact that it's not. Ju- it wasn't just good. It was. It was genuinely excellent, and that it surpassed my expectations. You know, I go into. I expect most most wrestling that I enjoy. The, the, anything that I pay my money for, like WWE Network subscription, my New Japan World subscription, um, any independent wrestling where I picked up a DVD or a Blu-ray or something like that. I always kind of expect it to be good because it's stuff that I already am preconditioned to like. So my base level is it's going to be a 7 out of 10. It's going to be good. Genuinely, like the UK tournament is a 9 or a 10 out of 10 for me. I enjoyed it that much. It took me... I had to kind of watch the second day in in sort of a couple of hour-long stints because I, <laughs> I had a show to break down on on the Sunday night and then I had to get up super early this morning so I've, I've took my time watching it but you know I was getting updates from Glenn who was just telling me how phenomenal it was and you know me and Glenn we're business partners we've got a similar taste in wrestling he, the dude's right you know it was genuinely phenomenal um, so you're right Paul it was really good Simon Simon Frankcom says um, four UK wrestlers you would have on your side in a bar fight okay um, now there's two ways of answering this you can answer it in a uh, in a in a comical uh, character based way, or you can answer it in a who is legitimately hard as nails way. Um, I'm going to presume that you want the second, um, so I would have in my bar fights. Uh, I would have Tyson T-Bone because he is genuinely has a history of, of bare knuckle boxing and stuff like that, and he's a big old dude. Uh, I would have Paul Robinson because he is 
absolutely terrifying. I would have Jimmy Havoc because he's a psychopath. Um, and I would have uh, Kaylee Ray because she's in many ways the female equivalent of Jimmy Havoc. Jason. If you could have your own game of musical chairs with four people dead or alive, who would they be and why? Um, I'd want to play it with my friends, I think. Um, I'd like to play it with um, Scroobius Pip, uh, the owner of the wonderful Distraction Pieces Network that this here podcast is on. So I'd like to do it with Scroobius Pip, um, Rockstar Spud, William Regal, uh, and... John and Glenn, but them kind of in a in a pantomime horse costume. So both of them have to do it, but it makes it deeply uncomfortable for both of them and they have to work as a team. That works, right? Um, Paul Lee, also in the musical chairs yesterday. Um, how much extra stress was there to have a new venue and keep Finn and Tommy End and Matt Riddle, who appeared in the main event, um, who was always on the show, by the way. Um, that was... <laughs> that was that was us. That wasn't a WWE thing. Um, uh, how how much stress, extra stress was there to have a new venue? New venues are super stressful. Um, it, until you get really like the Electric Ballroom in London. When we do shows there now, it's so relaxed because we've been there for ages, and we're there every month. And we rock up, everything gets set up, and then we can concentrate on putting the show together. With this show, obviously, Glenn wasn't there, so there's just two of us. Um, and we don't have the same ring crew, although everyone who, who did ring crew was super helpful yesterday and was super grateful to them. But, you know, there's little things, like the chairs are a different colour, and I don't know why that freaked me out, but it did, because they were white instead of black, and I don't know why that bothered me, but it, for a while it did. And I'd never been to the venue before, so there's a balcony, and I got in and said, are we not using the balcony? And it turns out the balcony's seated, and it's fixed seats, and, it, and once the wrestling ring's in, it's really hard to actually... If you're sat on the front two rows of that balcony, it's hard to actually see the ring. So that's why we've not opened it. Um, you know, we had 700 people downstairs, which actually made for a better atmosphere, I, th I think. Um, but it's little things just getting used to a new venue that is stressful. Um, we then... Um, we did have to hide everybody. Tommy and Matt flew in on the Saturday night. So they were already in Birmingham and they were in the venue when we opened up for us to set up. So no, there was no danger of anyone seeing them. <clears throat> in the case of Finn, um, Finn arrived about an hour before the show started and was obviously in Blackpool on Saturday night. So he was put in a car by WWE and sent down. And it was, it was a bit more stressful. If someone had parked just around the corner um, and had walked past when he was coming in, it would have given the game away. But no one did. And maybe if someone did see him, Everyone remembered the first rule of progress wasn't a dick and no one revealed it. Um, so, you know, if you did see him and you didn't reveal it, well done. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was a bit stressful. For me, it was more stressful making sure we hit all the times and, and, and obviously Tommy and Finn had to, had to be away by a certain point to make sure they could be up in Blackpool ready for, for their cues for the, the show on Sunday evening. So, it yeah, it was, it was stressful just hitting stuff to times and, and even for me doing my stuff at the start of the show because I knew we were going to go on Periscope at a certain point so we could, you know, we could show Finn arriving. Uh, it meant I had to get all my swearing out of the way then and then not swear once we went live because, you know, um, I want I want Finn to be able to retweet it and stuff like that. And, you know, if we swear, it puts him in a difficult position. So, I mean, the crowd did. I mean, they called him a 
Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Shit, Jordan Devlin, which um, was hilarious. And the person who, who chanted that, I both... I both want to kill you and uh, thank you at the same time. Well done. Um, uh, Scott Murrin, out of everyone on the Progress roster, who's got the best hair? Um, I think, uh, he's, and again, spoiler, he is the new Atlas champion, but Matt Riddle has the best hair. Matt Riddle has absolutely phenomenal hair. I feel um, Pete Dunne's got underrated hair, and Mark Haskins is lovely. Mark Haskins looks like a lion. Uh, but Matt Riddle is, I mean, Matt Riddle, who is made, just chiselled straight out of granite anyway, but he has awesome hair. Um, absolutely awesome. Um, Sam Wilson, is the Atlas title your IW, IWGP IC title more than capable of being the main attraction, not just undercard? Well, that's why it's main event. It will be main event from time to time. Um, for me, it's our net, I mean, it, it, the genuine inspiration for the Atlas title came from the never open weight title in New Japan um, you know because obviously if you're not familiar with our Atlas title it's only for wrestlers over £205 most companies have a cruiserweight title but most British wrestlers are cruiserweights you know you think how many people um, on the progress roster are over over £205 and it, it's not loads so we wanted to do something a little bit different it was a reason for us to, to have people debut you might perhaps not seen before so I think um, it, that's where it came from. I even tell you where the idea came. Me and, me and John went to watch a preseason friendly, Fulham against Crystal Palace one day when we were bored, and I suggested it as we were walking from the train. And John went, oh, "That's a good idea." And he came up with the name Atlas. John's very good with a name. Um, so, but that's that's where it came from. Um, we wanted to do something a bit like the Never Open White title, uh, and just you know, I like big lads hitting each other. Um, Matt Riddle, Rampage Brown. When you get to see it um, at the weekend, is it's phenomenal. Just very, it felt. I said to both of them afterwards. It felt in places like, like a, a sort of westernized Ishishibata in places. It was, you know, if you've listened to Tuesday Night Jaw for a while, you know what I like in wrestling, and I, I like that. So super proud of that match, and uh, super proud of the Alice Division. Um, Cassidy Lawrence. Did you have an agreement with WWE not to have Trent and Tyler versus each other so you can save it for progress? Um, well, first of all, they are tag team champions. Um, we had no... We, we're not in a position to tell WWE what to do on their shows. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, it's nice that you think it. Um, no, I, I, I mean, WWE did what they did. Um, uh, and, and how it turned out with, with Tyler winning is, is awesome. Um, but um, yeah, the brackets could have put them against each other. But they didn't. Um, but nothing to do with us. <laughs> Good God, no. Absolutely nothing to do with us. Um, Ross Dixon. A WWE UK show on the network seems obvious. Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, you've got to say the buzz that this one show has generated, it, you would you would say would certainly be forcing their hand, you'd like to think, in the same way that, you know, the Cruiserweight Classic you got huge feedback, led to a TV show. So, you know, fingers crossed. Um 
but do you see UK title matches crossing over on main roster pay-per-view? I think if if you're over, you're over. So, you know, if it's... You'd have to ask WWE. But if if it's getting amazing viewing figures on the network, and I don't know how they measure viewing figures on the network compared to Nielsen figures for television, for example, or, or buy rates for pay-per-view. But if they're getting amazing, amazing viewing figures, then you would say WWE are smart to know. Then you put that you put that on Raw or you put it on um, you put it on um, pay per view. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the whoever the UK champion is. Uh, you know, for example, the next time Raw is in the United Kingdom, you'd look at that and go, "Well, that would it would make sense, wouldn't it?" Um, but who knows? I mean, only WWE know. Um, G. Bowen, uh, is it wrong I find myself shouting, do your job, Roberts, in other parts of my everyday life? Um, I mean, it's only wrong if you don't work with someone whose surname is Roberts. I mean, if you actually work with referee Chris Roberts, I mean, that would be amazing. Um, but, you know, if he angers you that much, he's never actually done that much wrong. You can't blame a referee, not in wrestling. Um, but, you know, he's number one babyface in his own eyes, so that's fine. Uh, Ross Dixon again. What kind of flexibility do you see WWE UK performers having as far as other indie promotions go? Well, um, I answered this question. I think I've answered this question on a, a progress, um, uh, a progress Facebook Q and A that we've done on Facebook Live before. Um, I don't. Right, I'm not party to anyone's contracts. I'm not party to any of that stuff. Um, but as far as we're aware. Anyone who's been on the WWE UK show is still allowed to work for us. So, and they're still allowed to work for uh, ICW, OTT, Rev Pro because they were all promotions that Triple H mentioned in the press conference launching this. So, I don't think it's a problem. I think if you look around, every nearly everyone who was on that uh, on that tournament is already being advertised for their upcoming indie dates. You know, it's it's great for them to do that, but it's kind of everyone does have to go back to work. So, you know. Um, from like from our point of view, we announced tonight, um, January the twenty ninth, at our, our next show in London, that Pete Dunne's meeting Jimmy Havoc because Pete Dunne's our champion, Jimmy Havoc's number one contender. So, no one from WWE's told us we can't do that, and I doubt they will. So, um, I, I think there's plenty of flexibility. Obviously, um, you know, uh, there's every chance WWE, if if people are contracted to them, will tell people that they can't perform in certain places. But again, I'm not party to that because I don't work for WWE. So it, it's something you'd either have to ask one of these guys if they're willing to tell you or you'd have to ask WWE. But from our point of view, as an indie promotion, you know, that that WWE have been good to in the last few days, we certainly don't have a problem at all. Uh, and I, I don't foresee having one. Uh, Ingvar Prince, um, how did the Finn and Tommy End appearances come about? Was it your idea, WWE's idea, the talent's idea, or all, none of the above. Um, I think I, I, did I kind of explained this at the start of the show. Um, so WWE reached out to us and said, um, uh, your show clashes with our show. That's obviously a bit of a problem because we've got some of your talent. Um, uh, how would you feel if, if this happened? And we said, well, oh, that's lovely of you. Thank you very much. Um, we didn't go to them and go, you don't make this up to us because, you know, we roll with the punches and we were pleased for everybody involved on that show. It's great for British wrestling. It, all it's done is enhance our reputation. So it's a brilliant thing. 
Um, whilst it's always great to have all our talent available to us at all times, uh, especially for fans who want have bought a ticket and want to see people, um, it, 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 we were pleased for people being there. Um, but so we never reached out to WWE and said this. We've got a good relationship with WWE. We have plenty of dialogue with them, uh, and they suggested it, and that was really cool of them. And we were really grateful. So once again, cheers WWE. They didn't have to do that. They they did it um, in the interest of uh, in the interest of our relationship. In the interest of it's it's, it's excellent PR for uh, for for them as a company, especially when you know when you, you you do find people on the internet putting two and two together and making seventeen and saying oh, WWE gonna WWE gonna kill everybody. Well, I mean they haven't. If they wanted to, we won't be here. Um, we are here, and they're helping us out by doing cool stuff like that. And we're grateful. It's not going to happen every show. So, you know, if you've got a ticket for like London or the next show in Manchester in March, you know, Finn Balor's not going to rock up at every show. This was a, a one-off thing that they did <clears throat> and they suggested to to be cool. And, you know, fair play to them. We appreciate it. Uh, Daryl Edge, uh, please let there be progress musical chairs, inv- invitational matches. You'll have to ask the champion, mate. Tom's the champion. Uh Ingver Prince uh, asks, uh, now Matt Riddle is Atlas champ, will he be at most future shows and will he defend the title away from progress? Now, I was going to answer this, but Matt Riddle answered it himself. Um, obviously, Matt lives in Las Vegas. Um, I'd say don't expect to see him on every show in, in, in the UK because uh, sometimes he's already booked in the States because he's one of the most in-demand indie workers in the world because he's one of the best indie workers in the world. Um, so... You're not going to have him on every show here, but in the same way Rampage Brown, when he was Atlas Champion, wasn't on every show here. So that's, you know, he's he's not always going to be here. Um, will he defend it overseas? He seems keen to do it. We took the belt with him. So, you know, if he wants to defend it overseas, we're certainly cool with that because all it does is you know, spread the word about our, our company and spread the word about the Atlas division and furthers the career of Matt Riddle, who is tremendous both in and out of the ring. Wonderful guy to deal with and a really, really exciting wrestler. Um, Carl Phyllis. Do you reckon any of the guys from the UK Championship will be given a spot in the Rumble? I mean, it'd be amazing if they were, wouldn't it? Um, I would suspect probably not. Um, never say never, though. You never know. But I, I don't think... I mean, it's very rare guys from NXT get a spot. Don't forget, it's 30 spots. And there's a brand split now. And you could easily find 15 from each brand to go in it. Because don't forget, some people, you need people in there who last two minutes. Not everyone gets to do the full, you know, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair run uh, in there. So I, I can't see it. I can only see maybe one person getting called up from NXT for it, which will be Ty Dillinger at number 10. And if it isn't, then, you know, I'd be very surprised. Um, but... Although I was thinking about this the other day. I put Ty Dillinger, Ty Dillinger in at 11. So everyone expects him out of 10. He doesn't come out at 10. And then he comes out at 11. He'll get an even bigger pop, won't he? Because you're expecting him at 10. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. Uh, Carl Phyllis. Um, Does the success of the UK Championship make it easier or harder uh, for guys like Osprey and Skrill to get? And then the answer, the question the question ends. Let me, let me come to your actual... Uh, there we go get a shot in the WWE one day now they have a pool of British guys they have a relationship with not at all if you're good you're good if you're exemplary like those 16 guys are unlike Will and uh, Marty are then you will be on their radar and I'm sure there's going to be 
a point where they'll come calling. But, you know, everyone's got to make a living. Everyone's, not everyone can be signed to WWE. In the case of Will, Will's signed to New Japan. I'm sure he's perfectly happy. But you can't be a wrestler as good as those two guys and not be on their radar. Um, what I would say is, there's. I mean, this UK Championship's great because it will mean that more British guys can potentially be signed to WWE. But um, there's only a finite amount of people who can be signed. They're not going to sign absolutely everyone who's got a British accent. Um, although, you know when they showed us in the crowd, me and John? I've been referring to it as my Kota Ibushi moment because I've got a suit on and my name's on on the bottom of the screen. I wanted to be Kota Ibushi and John's Bobby Roode. And that was, you know, when they got shown before they'd signed, I was I was hoping that a few people might presume I'd been signed to the Performance Centre. But alas, I haven't because I'm a 38-year-old man <coughs> with no athletic ability whatsoever. Um, where did we get to? Uh, do, 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 do. Apologies. Oh, so this is where we got up to. <clears throat> Beardo, um, did you tell Triple H about how good Greg's was? Um, I'm not a Greg's fan. Um, also, um, I don't think I've ever been given enough chance to tell Triple H anything. Um, but, um, um, you know, if I ever get chance, I'll take a mistake bake. Um, I don't see that happening. Um, also, Triple H strikes me as the sort of man who probably... Who probably that, that's a, a whole carb nightmare, a steak bake for Triple H. Dude's in good shape. Uh, Big Match Glenn. What did you think of the Birmingham crowd for progress in comparison to the two other progress crowds? Well, three, because Sheffield as well. Um, seemed a polite and attentive bunch, I would agree. Um, the This is progress chant we got before we actually started the show. It's one of the loudest we've ever got before we've actually done anything. So that was a really good sign and instantly relaxed me into thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. Um, because one of my biggest fears as a wrestling promoter when we go into a new town is, what if they don't get what we're doing? Reality is, most people are already aware of what we do, um, who are in that crowd, and a few people who weren't got won over by what we do, so that was cool. Um, I thought they were great. I, I think all the crowds all the crowds are different, but I love all of them equally. That's not a cop-out answer. It's genuinely the truth. You know, I love doing shows in London. Manchester feels different. Sheffield felt different. Um, Birmingham felt different, and they're all enjoyable. So, you know, but it, it definitely it, it's different, and, and the they were super polite in places so you know there was no uh there's no you fucked up chance or anything like that if if someone doesn't quite nail something um but i feel that's something that in in general we've managed to foster over the last few years uh david hathaway took my girlfriend to her first show yesterday she loved it thanks to you and the gateway drug that is finn's beautiful face he has got a beautiful face i genuinely think um, we had the my wife just walked into the room and she's already tutting at me. But I genuinely think we had the two most beautiful male wrestlers in the world um, on our show yesterday. Obviously, Jack Sexsmith, you are gorgeous, uh, but um, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle are two of the most handsome men in the world. You can't deny it. Jim Taylor, do you think it'll be harder to use British strong style as heels in progress, given how popular Trent and Tyler were in the United Kingdom Championship tournament? Well. I mean, people are clearly going to have seen them, but we've thought of this, and you'll see. Um, it, it, it's something that's always in your head, but if you're an independent wrestling fan... So, for example, um, uh, Trent Seven and, and Tyler Bate are baby faces everywhere else apart from progress. So it was always going to be a challenge anyway. This is just a further challenge um, for their perception, but it's it's something to do with how they acted on this. 
and you know Tyler winning it is an awesome awesome moment and you know thoroughly well deserved but it's how they act when they're back in progress that will determine how people react to them and I think we got this covered uh, Lewis, or Louis, depending on how you choose to pronounce it. Was there any input from progress on which guys would best suit the United Kingdom Championship tournament, <coughs> tournament or was it all WWE scouting and decisions? Um, it's WWE. We're not, you know, we're not part of WWE. We're not the sort of people who can who can make those decisions. Um, I think the progress input in it was that... It, I mean, the fact that our champion, a former champion... Our tag team champions, um, one of the best products of our training school, um, they're all in it. So that would say we've we've not we've not been asked for our input, but our input is there by accident because they're people that we really believe in, and we're we've got a decent amount of respect. So you know that's probably the only input that we've really had is we like these guys, we book them a lot, so um, that's a, a sort of an endorsement from us. But you know, no one said to us, "Would this guy be good? Would this guy be good?" You know, and I, I you guys are aware. William Regal's a friend of mine, and that's part of his job. Um, but you know, he's he's never sort of tapping me up for opinions and stuff like that. It's not, you know, it's it's not my job. Um, my job is mainly to go yay when something cool happens for someone, uh, whether it's the guys in the the UK tournament or whether it's when Jack Gallagher and Tommy End and, and Tommaso Ciampa all got signed. You know, it's my job just to go yay. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, but no, no, no input from us um, uh, apart from us being super pleased about everything. Obviously, uh, Neil Ad said, <clears throat> "Will the musical chairs progress champion be defending his title at Chapter Forty Three? Um, it's up to Tom." Um, uh, Jack Snowden, um, arguably uh, the biggest turning point in British wrestling history. I mean, I'd argue that. Like, uh, I mean, it's a huge thing for British wrestling. Is it the biggest turning point? You can't say it two days after the event. Um, I think you have to wait and see. I think it's very important. Is it the biggest turning point? Ask me in five years, because something else might have happened in that time. Um, and he says, is saturation avoided because of this? Um, I don't know. I, I mean... I've expressed this fear on, on Tuesday Night Jaw a lot. There's a lot of wrestling in this country and there's a lot of really, really good companies, names that I, I will always shout out. Um, us, I'm biased, but us, ICW, Rev Pro, uh, OTT, I know they're in Ireland, but it, you know it, it's close enough. Um, uh, Southside, Future Shock, uh, Attack, Chaos. Um, these are all, and I will have missed someone out and I apologise, um, but these are all companies that are trying to do things the right way and often in many cases they've been going for a long time uh, it's the people who kind of every now and again you'll just get a, a, a company pop up and they'll do they'll do one show and vanish and, and that's the problem with saturation is people not doing things right you know if you if you're doing things right and you're looking after the fans and you're looking after the wrestlers and you're trying to you're trying to make a good product rather than make make money then it's fine but the more successful an industry gets the more and more stuff will pop up around it and I you know I, we are getting to saturation point it doesn't necessarily affect progress massively because we are um, we, we you know we do very well we sell our shows out um, but you know one day it might be a point where there's there's 15 wrestling shows on the same day as one of ours and that's going to make it a little bit weird for everybody because no one's really going to win in that situation um, will the WWE UK thing avoid saturation I don't know I, 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 
I can see an argument for what, how it could how it could slow down the saturation because maybe smaller promoters who perhaps don't necessarily know what they're doing might go, do you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk this because WWE, uh, you know, are doing something. But we also don't know what WWE are doing, so it's a little bit up in the air. Um, but you know, we'll see. Ask me in a, ask me in a year, Jack. Write in your diary, if, mate. If you write in your diary and actually do ask me in a year, I will be super impressed. Uh, Neil adds that again. Um, not Birmingham or WWE related, but any plans on progress returning to Sheffield? We miss and need you. Yeah, we're looking into it, mate. Um, our trip to Sheffield in December, even though it happened by accident, was successful. We enjoyed it. Um, we might be able to do something. I mean, I, I can't promise anything, but I know John. It's not me that does this stuff. It's John, but John's looking into it. Adam, uh, question on everyone's lips about the major talking point this weekend. Will we get a musical chairs title belt? I've already addressed this. The chair is the title. Tom's got it. Yeah, it's up to him. Um, uh, David O'Neill, are you doing a Royal Rumble all-time card? Probably next week, yes. And then uh, we will, of course, do a Royal Rumble um, roundtable. Uh, myself, Scurious Pip. I think at the minute it's myself, Scurious Pip, Jimmy Havoc, and hopefully Bees, fingers crossed. Um, uh, I don't think Bees knows he's doing it yet, but he's going to do it. Oh, and John Briley wants to do it as well, so it'll be an extra, extra bonus person. Um, Steve Kenworthy, just out of curiosity and not sure if you can answer, I'd like to know how the arrangements with Dewey are sorted. Well, I, I can tell. I think I've addressed some of this already. Um, they asked us if we would like to to, to have uh, Finn and Tommy appear on our show. We said absolutely yes. Thank you very much. Even cooler, and this is something I didn't bring up before. The reason those guys were suggested, it's not just because Finn's a big star and Tommy's a huge indie star. It, it's because they've both got history of progress. That's why WWE suggested them, and that's excellent if you think about it that WWE know what our history is enough to suggest those guys that's you know these are guys who mean something to progress so that's really cool um, how the arrangements were sorted we had to um, help deal with some logistics and stuff like that um, but essentially it's you know WWE you know put guys on a plane or in a car and they turn up at our show and, and we just sort of keep them informed and, and look after people and try and be as professional as possible it's um, it's, it's it's surprisingly mundane when you put it like that but I always appreciate people want to know the inner workings of things, but, you know, there's nothing more interesting to tell you than that, I'm afraid. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, next question. Uh, I think we're getting to the wars at the end of these now. We've got a few more. Um, Colin Russell Ames says, not a question, but a funny moment. Rampage turned to me on the stage uh, when he was coming out in Birmingham and said, I can't see the fucking steps. Yeah, there was a lot of dry ice. Um actual question from Colin following Birmingham success could you see progress becoming a constant rotational touring promotion no mate it's too stressful it's far too stressful ICW do tours uh, they do well and they're used to it but um, ICW um, so Duncan is involved in the running of ICW he runs a, a music company and he's used to putting tours on uh, we no 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 no, I, I like having venues we go back to. So Birmingham's going to be twice a year. Um, you know, maybe Sheffield might be once or twice a year. Manchester's uh, four times a year. Is it four? Four times a year. Um, London is uh, 13 times a year, if you include all the days of Super Strong Style. So it, that's enough, I think. Um it's nice to have regular places, but this is the thing. I had someone message me yesterday going, well, thanks for coming to the, why don't we go to the West Midlands? When are you coming to Northampton? And 
it'd be great if we could run in every single town, but you've probably got a wrestling promotion local to you in Northampton. Maybe go to that one. Or um, Northampton is about an hour away by train from London and maybe 45 minutes from Birmingham by train. Come to one of those shows. You know, I, I appreciate when people travel. Um, but we have people travel from Europe and from, you know, we had, I was talking to a couple who came down from Glasgow for the show in Birmingham yesterday. And that's amazing. And it, it's so humbling when people travel. I travel on average at least two hours to all of our shows you know, in London, four or five hours, because I live a long way away. Um, but, you know, when you, you, you live, like the, the, I think I mentioned this before, the amount of times we get people going, oh, you do shows in London when you come into Reading. Like Reading is literally half an hour away on the train, dude. Get on the train. We can't we can't find a venue in every single town. We you know, if you come to one of our shows, we're super, super grateful, but we can't always put it in your town. The guy who tweeted me today and said, When are you coming to Plymouth? That we're not coming to Plymouth, it's far too far away, I'm sorry. But at the same time, that's slightly more understandable. Plymouth is a long way away from everywhere. I appreciate that. But I think there's some good wrestling down in Plymouth. Uh, Chris Brooker's Phil being on it on the past. Um uh, Price X Mark says, "Who picked your suit? Uh, I did, mate. Um, I like wearing a suit. I actually, got that one in a sale, January sales. My navy one I was wearing on the on Saturday. Um, I've got I've got two navy suits. I like that one more because I've lost a bit of weight, as as you probably all noticed. Get Jim a sandwich, etc. Um, I've got a grey one that I wore for Glenn's wedding, and I've got uh, a sort of uh, brown tweedy one that." Um, I think Jack Gallagher would be proud of. But yeah, I've got a few suits. Because again, 38-year-old man. Um, the amount of people who are like, I didn't realise you got no hair. No, I've not had any hair for ages. Shave me head, I wear a hat for, for that reason. But I don't wear a hat every day. I wear a hat for progress shows because of the lights. Um, and because it kind of fits how I want to feel. But it's not, yeah, it's not, I don't wear a hat all the time. I'm not wearing a hat now. And that's probably blown your mind, but I'm not wearing a hat now. Um... Uh, Richard Russell, why do all wrestlers wear white tape around their wrists? Is it a safety thing or an aesthetic thing? I don't know the answer, Richard, if I'm honest. Um, ask a wrestler. Um, I would say, um, I think uh, I think it's a bit of both. I think as well, you know when people get in the habit of doing something? I always, I always whenever I create a wrestler, uh, uh, if I create myself on a WWE 2K game, I always give myself the tape fists that CM Punk always had because just that's what I'd want to do with my hands. I've never actually done that to my hands and I have no idea whether or not it w- I'd be able to move my hands and my wrists properly, but that's just how I think about things, I suppose. Um, uh, oh, right, we're going to the end of this now. So, Francis Reyes. Do you think the international fans took notice of the United- WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament? Yes, I do. Um, I mean... I've got a few Twitter followers, a lot of them are based in America, and they all seem to be tweeting me about it and super excited about it. Um, absolutely. British wrestling is hot as anything at the minute. And don't forget, it was on at the weekend. It's it's the it's Martin Luther King Day, isn't it, in the States today, Monday. So um, it's kind of a bank holiday weekend. There's going to be people hanging out at home with their families and whatever. Um, on the East Coast... Those shows run at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and a Sunday, so it's going to get decent views. Um, and not only that, I mean, it's you, you know, don't have to watch it live; you can watch it later. That's the whole joy of an on-demand service. So, I genuinely think it will have got quite a lot of attention. And the fact that you know, a couple of minutes into the first the first show, there's a huge buzz about it. 
and then knowing, like for example, the the final three matches, the two semi-finals and the final are three of the best matches you will see anywhere this year. So there's definitely going to be attention on it, and I think that's cool. You know, that's yes, we want British wrestling to be represented well, and we want to be able to celebrate British wrestling. But one of the points of celebrating British wrestling is we want the rest of the world to pay attention. So you know. Um, um, next question. So I'm just. Uh, I've just been uh, uh, sent a link saying, "Is this you?" Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is me. Thanks. <laughs> With regards to a, a gig at the Glee Club, it is. Um. So. Uh, that was Francis. Um, uh, Justin Bones used to be my boss at the radio. Uh, Jim Smallman in a suit on TV. Whatever next. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you, Justin. Um, uh, Emmett Coughlin. Coughlin. Um, this may well be the last question. It is the last question. Uh, opinion on all the Kinesio tape usage. If you don't know what that is, um, think Cesaro's shoulder. Um, think it's legit, or was it just a highlight injuries for a storyline? I think in some cases it is legit. I think once it becomes legit and people see it as a way of furthering a storyline, then it's going to happen. So I think it's 50-50. Good question, though. That's genuinely a, a banging question. Um, what's I going to do to close this off? Um, yeah, I think... I, I genuinely want to know your opinions on the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. I mean, did you enjoy it? Like, I know I did. I've not found anyone yet who didn't enjoy it. And that is... That's pretty awesome. Right? Uh, and... I think WWE are proud of what they've done. Um, and and it seems they've really, really gone to town with you know the press and everything they've done for it. So, But did you enjoy it? You know, I'd like to know your opinion on it. Um, hashtag Tuesday Night Jewel. At Jim Smallman. Um, because it's... I, I really think it was a really, really worthwhile exercise. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where, it, where we go from here with it. Um, but you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. It could lead to something really, really cool. So, but let me know what you think of it. Um, obviously just get in touch whenever you want at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday night, Joel talk wrestling with me. I'll always try and answer questions. I can't answer everything. I get sent quite a lot now, but I'll always try and answer them. You can tell I'm losing my voice now, by the way, because this has been a weekend of wrestling. Um, what's, uh, so obviously at Jim Smallman on, on Twitter and all that jazz. Um, jimsmormon.com slash tnj if you want to point someone in the direction of this podcast keep recommending it it's brilliant how much how much this podcast gets recommended how many more listeners we get every week I really want to keep building it building it building it building it building it because it's awesome um, when we can do stuff like that um, and um, obviously check out the other Distraction Pieces Network podcasts uh, the Distraction Pieces podcast itself with Scroobius Pip uh, Say Why to Drugs uh, and uh, the Stop and Search podcast. Um, check those out because they're awesome. Uh, so do support the Distraction Pieces Network. And again, progresswrestling.com, demand-progress.com for wrestling-related stuff, should you want to check all that out. I am going to try and do some merch soon. I- I've not figured it out yet, but I think I might try and do some merch because a few of you have asked. So I'll see what I can do. Um, in the meantime, um, just go and enjoy your week. If you haven't watched the UK Championship Tournament yet, go and watch it. Because it's tremendous. Um, and at the weekend, when it's up, Saturday or Sunday, watch chapter four, uh, 42 from um, uh, from Birmingham. Because it was it was pretty good fun times. Uh, if you were there, I hope you enjoyed the surprises. 
Um, uh, but um, yeah, anyway, I'm going to go. Uh, it's my wedding anniversary this week, so um, happy anniversary to my wife. It's a nice way to end. I mean, I probably should have got her a card. Thanks, guys. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.